All right, we are live with my man, Dennis Schwent. Did I pronounce that right? Perfect, man. AKA, I call it, I just know he has BAMF. Yeah, BAMF Breakers, yeah. BAMF Breakers, B-A-M-F. I mean, I assumed it was Badass Motherfucker. Well, but it, I mean, that can't people be always it. ask about that. And like, so I, I literally got it from this. I don't know if you can see this right here, but this is a comic book character nightcrawler and the sound that he makes is bamf so like you'll see it right there got it that's dope you know what i'm saying like that's the sound that it pops up in comics so whenever me and my buddies were going into like selling cards we wanted to like open up cards sell singles like magic singles pokemon wow tcg stuff like that and we decided to go with bamf because it was like comic related and it was also um like uh badass motherfuckers of course you know what i'm saying right, right. So, yeah. um, and then, so that kind of carried on and then we stopped that. We, it was going to be like a, like an eBay store. And then, uh, another guy who was affiliated with it, we found out about this breaking stuff and we were like, how about we still use Banff, but add the breakers and then people can just assume whatever they want the Banff stands for. And we even said we got into it to do basketball and mostly football cards <laughs> so amf and we change it all the time and then so you know it's whatever you want it to be really i kind of assumed that's what it was um yeah. so you're you're kind of jumping ahead my bad um, yep, no yep. no you're good i mean do it you do it nope um you i so basically you are a twitch streamer i ran across you just looking on different streams because i like watching twitch i used to yep. stream poker love and, it and i just saw this dude with a camera in front of his hands opening up baseball cards. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, first of all, who is in here watching this? They're just the audacity this. of this guy. I, I, I'm, just, I, I'm just a curious guy by nature. And I'm, not, and I'm yeah. thinking, what kind of people are watching a dude open up baseball cards on camera? Yeah. I, and so I'm like, well, here I am. I've got to see what this is about. And I check it out. And because I used to collect, like every kid, at least my age, I'm 38 growing mm. up, growing up in the, uh, as a young man in the eighties collecting baseball cards. I mean, that's where all my allowance went. Yeah. Same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm 34. So 88 tops was my first set. You know what I'm saying? That's what broke me into the game. You yeah. Know, I, I loved it. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, we would ride our bikes to the baseball card shop and baseball card shops. Those aren't really, those are very few and far between. Dude, now, aren't they? So get this. We, I live in the greater Houston area, fourth largest city in the whole entire country. There are two major dedicated sports cards shops. Two. Are they, are they pretty big? Are they popular? Well, I mean, they're, it's like one's in Katy, which is a kind of like West of Houston and one's in Alvin, which is kind of like, southeast of houston right and these aren't even in the city of houston and so like people have to literally drive and the, and the crazy thing about it is the two guys are really good friends and so like when, when when people call around to try to find stuff they find a card shop 
but it's either a comic and card shop or a memorabilia and card shop. It's nothing, no dedicated sports cards like back in the day. You could find them all over the place. We used to have like, I would say six in Galveston County whenever I was growing up. And now there's two in the greater Houston area. It's crazy. Yeah, they were they were very they weren't hard to find. Not at all. at all. And now they're scarce. I mean, I guess that's kind of the the bad thing about technology. I mean, I guess that has that's one of those businesses that kind of suffered pretty big with that, right? Yeah, I mean, because uh, eBay and like almost how comic books were almost about to go out, but the up the I, I guess you know Marvel Cinematic Universe has revitalized the comic book industry. You know what I'm saying? But nothing's revitalized. I mean, I guess like. Aaron Judge and Otani are kind of revitalizing the baseball card industry because we would see people we've never seen in the shop ever come in and go, let me get your most expensive box of cards. And we're like, who the hell are you? You know, and it's just because of Aaron Judge or just because of Shohei Otani. It's like like now it's you're, you're starting to finally get it back. But for a while, it was just nothing, man. Nothing. What's so you're so you're saying uh, some of these players are bringing back base like bringing back collecting cards? Yeah, like um, I would say Jordan and you know like Griffey and McGuire and all those that they were responsible for that big crazy boom in the nineties. And yeah, they, you're right. I mean that Ken Griffey. I mean that's one of my everybody wanted those cards. Like the I, had I had it. I had it. I, oh, I had it and I sold it and I regretted it immediately. Yeah, it's like that's one of the most iconic cards of all time, right? And so like people see that and they immediately wanted to collect cards throughout the 90s. And then Jordan and they're like, oh my God, I'm collecting these cards, you know? But then it went through a downturn, you know, the strike happened. And then, you know, just like once that happened, all the industries were affected. People stopped collecting baseball mainly and then it kind of trickled down. You know, and it took like, I mean, even LeBron James couldn't even bring back collecting, you know, but um, now I see that now the industry has turned into like more online retailers. Like you have like these big, huge three online retailers that kind of control the market of all the cards. And then you kind of like buy all your stuff from there. You know, I mean, even people come into our shop and Alvin, it's not my shop, but it's the, the shop I'm, I'm associated with. And like they come in and they expect those prices online. And it's like, it's not, all, <laughs> it's not how it works. You can't come, you know, this isn't Walmart. <laughs> you can't come in and price match. <laughs> right. Like everybody ain't getting the same deals. These guys are, you know, it's kind of like how blockbuster video shut down all the local shops way back in the day. And yeah. it was just, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird environment right now, man. But I mean, I'm glad to be in it. I'm having fun though. You own you 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 work in a card shop? No, no, I'm I'm a full time teacher. I've been okay. for eleven years, but the card shop that I essentially grew up in, I found the shop around 1999, and I've been you know going to it ever since. And essentially, he is now a family friend. The owner is now a family friend, and so we've known each other for over 18 19 years you know that's like more than half of my life that i've known the guy who's ran this card shop and so naturally whenever i stumbled upon this endeavor he's the first guy i thought about you know so i went to him and he he kind of helped me get started this endeavor of yeah so i wrote down something that was on your website okay. uh, it's like your main thing you have on your bamp breakers <laughs> two friends had a dream to be the best breaking duo of all time and 
I what I don't even know what breaking is. Like, can so, you guys explain what breaking is? All right. So the idea of group breaking means that we get a group of people together, and I, I do like ten, and we set up um, a certain amount of boxes of cards, and we open them all up, and we split them up between those people in any sort of manner. You can do like by team, by division. Um, and then there's other creative ways of doing it. But mostly what I do is I randomize the people and give them each three teams. This is like the box of cards you would go buy yeah, like a single pack out of. Yeah, I'll I'll grab a box right here. Like okay. this is like this box of cards. Okay. And it, what it I'll looks so much different than they used to look. Oh, yeah. And they're all shapes. Like this one right here looks like a freaking gold brick. Oh, it's that's cool. Standard, you know what I'm saying? And so like. They're all different shapes and sizes and prices. I mean, there's boxes that I have that are like 50 bucks and there's boxes that I have are like 300 bucks. And there's even boxes that are 1200 bucks, you know? And so the, the fact that the prices are getting so high, it becomes so hard for a new collector to get in. They're like, how can I get the best autograph of my favorite player? And they're like, well, there's about 300 of them, 400 of them, sometimes more. And they're in this many prices. It's so confusing. And so our goal, me and me and one of my best friends started this and I'm now I'm doing it solo, but our goal was to make it easier for someone to get into collecting and not have to spend hundreds and three hundreds and four hundred dollars to not get what they want. You know, if they only get three teams, then I'm like, okay, my favorite teams are this team, this team and this team. Well, then they're only going to get those cards when I ship them, you know, I'm so not it, stuff they don't want. Is it, it's people that are like, Hey, I just want like, um, uh, geez, let me think some, so Cle Cleveland, say I'm a Cleveland Browns fan mm -hmm. and, I, and I would love to have a Baker Mayfield rookie card. Yep. I would just, I would try and say, Hey, can I have the Cleveland Browns? Yeah. We, and, we, we do part it of that group. We, we do it like, you know, like the randomly where like you get three random teams, but sometimes we set up where we price out each team individually and they can come in and pick each team they want. And then, of course, they're different prices because like, of course, the Browns are going to be more expensive because Baker Mayfield, his cards sell higher than, say, some like, you know, like for some random team like uh, the Jags. You know, like the Jags don't have a premier rookie at the moment. And so that price for the Jaguars is going to be a little bit less than the Browns. You know, it's all based on who's hot right now or who's going to be hot right now. Speculating. Yeah, exactly. So, like, last year, um, the Texans were way high. They were super expensive because Deshaun Watson, his cards were selling like crazy. And so now this year, they don't have a big rookie. They got Kiki Kuti, and his cards aren't selling like crazy. So the Texans are really cheap. But you can also have a chance at maybe getting some Deshauns because he'll be there, but just not as prominent as he was his rookie year, you know? It's a weird, it's a weird system. And so I don't know. But again, very difficult to kind of catch on to if you're a new collector trying to collect in 2018. You know, and I think that the community that we built over two years, it kind of helps it out because when we come in, my my guys are just answering questions left and right. I hardly even have to say things anymore. I'm repeating what they say essentially, because they've gotten into the habit of like, hey, this is how it works. This is how it works. You know what I'm saying? Are you are you talking about on your stream, like the people in chat? Yeah, yeah. Hold, hold on one second. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay, yeah. This is this is fascinating. I yeah, I remember. I mean, don't you guys remember collecting cards as a kid? Like, <laughs> just go, just going, just spending your allowance and just 
getting that. I mean, I remember having gum, getting gum in packages. Yeah, they even kind of did that essentially, like as a joke on on some things, but they don't do it that much anymore. They just stick to strictly cards and autographs and jerseys now. Sure. Yeah, there's just so many things now that are okay. So if I say I I have the Browns and you guys are doing a break, and mm-hmm. the break means you guys are, you're opening one of those boxes and just opening everything up, and so yeah. You know, I try to make sure there's a lot of boxes so that you have a good chance of getting something. You know what I'm saying? You know, it it is a gamble. Just like opening up a regular box of cards would be a gamble. But, you know. Okay. Um, I cut you off. No, no, you're good. It's I, I, This is just so fascinating to me. I'm trying to understand how the whole thing works. And so it is, it's still gambling. But so but my chances of getting the people that I want. Yes. Greatly goes up. So my chances are. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I mean. Essentially, like there are there are some people who you know are just strictly by the numbers. Like, hey, this thing costs this much, so therefore these these spots are this much, and they don't really care if you get a hit or not. They just open it, they they move on, and they go to the next break. These are like the more prominent breakers that have been around for like five, six, eight years, you know, and they've been doing it. So they have this crazy system that just moves like clockwork, and they just like it's like a an assembly line because they're they have so many customers, you know. But with me, um, I mean, I have a decent audience that comes in, you know, every time I stream. And so it's easier for me to, like, set up breaks for people that are going to be more beneficial. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you have three teams and we open up, like, six boxes and there's a chance at 24 autographs, then you're like, wow, this is a way bigger chance for me to get something cool than it would be if I open one box at a shop, spend the same price, and I get a card that I don't like, and I'm like, "Well, that was a shot in the dark." That's cool, man. It looks. I, I would. Okay, this your whole channel is starting to make so much more sense. <laughs> yeah. Now all the things are coming together. You're like, "Oh, now I see what that list is." And I see yeah, I mean, I've been trying to pay attention. Like you see me, I yeah. I, I jump in your stream quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I some I do lurk as well. I'll, I'll be honest, I do a lot of lurking, but I also try to say what's up when I'm in there. I love the lurkers, man. Like, even though like I'll see like 60 to 80 people, like usually we have about 25 people chatting consistently, you know? So it makes me makes me happy that there's like about at least 50 or 40 or 50 people that are just sitting there watching me do this. You know what I'm saying? Mm. This is good entertainment. <laughs> you know, it kind of makes me feel like, okay, maybe I am doing something cool. Yeah, I was wondering what why are other people watching if they don't have anything invested in it? So Okay, so the okay, so here is a, a, a good way to put it. Um, now in video games, they have a system to where you open up digital packs and get players and you can play with them. They have it in MLB, NBA, Madden, all those, right? And so I was getting back into Madden and getting back into NBA 2K, finally had some free time to play them again. And I was like, hey, I like opening packs, always have. And now I get to play with them. That's cool. And then I started getting on the internet while doing it. I'm going, shit, people are just putting up videos of them opening these cool packs and showing what they get. And then as you watch YouTube, YouTube's like, hey, you might like this. And I'm like, you're damn right, YouTube. I do like that. And I saw something else. People opening real life cards. And I'm like, holy crap, these cards are awesome. They're way better than what I used to collect five or six years ago, right? And so... I showed, you know, of course, my buddy. He's like, dude, we can do this easy. Like, this is this is no way we can't do this. 
And I was like, all right, let's fuck it. Let's give it a try, you know? And here we are, <laughs> you know? So it's like that evolution of just watching packs get opened to see what's coming out of it, you know? Wow. That people sit there and watch. Like, I have a friend who literally his daughter watches these little egg openings. There's like these people who open these little blind box. Oh, kids love watching other people open up toys. Like, they Ooh, get addicted right? to that. And that's the whole thing. Adults love watching other people open up cards. <laughs> Not just for kids. For every, everybody likes watching people open shit. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and so now it's basically people tune in and they're like, after they've seen me open up crazy stuff, there's like, there's no way this dude is going. There's no way he keeps opening up crazy stuff. And it just keeps happening, you know? Like the other day, we, we opened up a Joe Montana jersey, like a full boxed Joe Montana autograph jersey, and I just flipped. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I flipped shit. What do you mean you? What do you mean you opened it? How so? So, um, I'm not sure if you can see. There's a blue box back here. I can see. Now and then we get um a case of they have these just autographed jerseys, and they're random. Like you don't know what's in them, and so I I, I add those to the breaks as well to kind of spice it up. Like, hey, now you get a shot at cards and a fully autographed jersey by. An amazing player but how are you getting the jersey like um just you know from the distributor you know from whoever i order the box of cards and stuff like that they they box these these single jerseys and they give you a checklist like hey it can be any of these rookies any of these stars any of these legends and you know who knows what you get you know oh they just hook you up and then you you give that away or what no no i know i know i buy it you know i mean oh okay it's the same thing with the cars like like they turned like it's basically a blind box jersey. You know what I'm saying? Like they turned jerseys into like this card thing. You know, like we open up packs of cards and we don't know what's in there. Well, these boxes are sealed. We don't know what's in there. You know what I'm saying? So it could be Joe Montana or it could be like Travis Kelsey or Adrian James. Like who knows? Oh, that's kind of cool. How much is a jersey? How much are those? Like, like maybe I could walk away with, you know, like a cool autograph card or I can walk away with a full freaking jersey. So whenever I get those in, like people go nuts for them until you know they sell out. How long has so how long has breaking been a thing? Like has that term been established? Like I so whenever I got into it about two years ago, I assume because the you know the guy who runs the shop says that the group breaking thing's probably been around for about four years before that. But even before that, people were trying to find a way to merge collecting in the internet and people would like put up cards and you know like raffle them off you know like that was a thing way way back in the day and then the internet and the people they were doing on like youtube or whatever was like that's way too much like a lottery <laughs> you can get that shit out there so they basically would ban people from doing that like i can't put up a card and say i'm gonna sell 10 spots and one person's gonna get it because they're like nope that is a lottery you cannot do that. <laughs> that's illegal, you know? Right. Kind of ban those people. And that's how this breaking thing happened. Like people like it's this it's these collectors that keep trying to find loopholes of how to make opening cards fun on the internet. And then finally it stuck. And then the people who were in charge of, you know, these these companies were like, I guess you can't really do anything about it. It's pretty good. You know, I love it, man. I mean, it's, it makes collecting just so it's just really cool like yeah it, the community that you've you've seemed to have uh, established and built it's just a really cool 
group of people that are just hanging out, having a good time. Yeah, like a lot of people say that when they come into the chat, they're like, how is your chat not toxic like Twitch? You know, like if you go into like a League of Legends chat, like it's toxic as hell. And there's so many, so many negative people. But you come into our chat and it's different. You know, it's just like it's just like if you showed up to your local card shop and about 15, 20 people are hanging out, you know, and you're just all shooting the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Be, you know? Right on. So that's just the way. Okay. You know? uh, um, so, okay. Well, I had another question. If So, like, back to my, if I was on the Cleveland Browns, like, that was my team I was in for. Mm -hmm. So, every card, every single, so you open all the cards. Do I get every single Cleveland Brown? Every single Cleveland Brown card. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. no matter what, you get something. No matter I what. I mean, even, even if the people don't get anything, like, say we happen to be opening um like for instance this box like i said that gold brick box this box really only has like eight total cards okay and five of them could be autographs or jerseys and then three of them are like base cards that are just you know like traditional cards and so if i'm opening like 12 of those you gotta imagine there's not a lot of actual cards gonna be opened but so what i do is i keep a track of who didn't get a, what we call a hit which is a jersey or autograph and if they don't then i put them in a raffle like a quick random and then i get a prize to some of those people so even if you miss you still get a chance to hit later on what is the cheapest someone can get in for if they were just like hey this sounds kind of fun i wouldn't mind throwing some money down and see what happens with my team or something if, so we'll if, if someone was just brand new wanted to come into your stream and just have fun for a night. What is the cheapest they could get in for for some entertainment? Absolute cheapest. If you buy one team and one of our PYTs, we'll probably be about 15 bucks. Oh, that's nothing. Okay. Yeah, right. And then if we do a group break, we have like, um, because whenever I first start doing, I, I, I just call them mixers. I just mix a whole bunch of boxes and we do three random teams. So when we do a mixer, I range from 30 bucks all the way up to whatever the hell they have the balls to do. If they want to do a hundred bucks, then I put together a crazy break. Right. So it used to be like, we do like about 30, $35. So you come in, you pay 30 bucks, you get three random teams and you can walk away with a crazy hit. Like I've, I've literally had somebody who's came in the stream, bought one spot, got a Peyton Manning autograph, never seen him again. <laughs> it totally happened. You know what I'm saying? Or, have guys who come in and hit and they get stuck forever they're just there they're like you have now addicted me and now i will come back every day and hang out and get more what are people doing like what like what's the typical type of person that's looking for these autographs and are they looking to sell them are people doing this to make money like some are some are an, uh, like investing it for late, later down the future or definitely um, especially, like I said, with Aaron Judge being so popular last year as a rookie and Otani being that popular this year, you get people that come in. They're like, hey, I'm intrigued of possibly getting a card that could be worth hundreds and thousands of dollars pretty soon or immediately. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of people, they come in and they just want to get, you know, their new rookie. Like, hey, I love the Jets. I want to start collecting Sam Darnold. I'm in here until I get Sam, Sam Darnold stuff. You know what I'm saying? And they just have a dedication to it, you know? Other people like yeah. are trying to flip it. So what I've done is I've created a, a Discord channel that's a buy, sell, trade channel 
I've created a Facebook group that's a buy, sell, trade Facebook group. And all these things, you can just show your stuff like, hey, look at the shit I got. It's cool. Make me an offer. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like you, you can just strictly show off and not even sell it. You know, so it's just an extension of whenever we aren't live, you can still go and do the whole thing that we do and show off your cards and, you know, still talk to the guys and trade and sell. And I can be a middleman if you need me to or not, you know? Wow. This is cool, man. I love it. Like what a cool, it's, it's, Thanks, man. I never would have thought, yeah. Collecting baseball cards was like kind of a thing again. Just like, I missed it. I don't know why I got out of it. It's hard. You know, I, might um, I think college college was my thing. Once I got to, so me and my dad made it a thing to go to the shop every birthday, every holiday. Um, Father's Day, hell, even Mother's Day, we make an excuse to go there. We didn't care. You know, and my mom was like, we're going to the shop. We're going to the shop. You know what I'm saying? So we would make an excuse to try to go at least once a month, essentially. And, you know, once I went off to college, me and my dad didn't get that time as much as anymore. And that time kind of dwindled down. And then eventually, you know, get out of college looking for a job and you really don't have time. And then it kind of escapes you, man. I mean, that, that's how I got out of collecting, you know? Wow. And then, yeah, this, I like, I love your background, by the way. The, um, so Jackson in the back, the Michael Jordan, this uh, up here, it's like, comic it's, stuff is like, that's how I decorated the room. <laughs> However, this over here, I did this for the, for the call because there's a boring ass white closet door right there. And I was like, we're putting this up. So, cause this camera catches so much and I'm like, I'm putting this up. So he'll have something cool to look at. But you know, fuck it. I just might keep it there. <laughs> you should. It looks good, yeah. man. I like it. Yeah, I like your little your studio, if you, if you will. Um, God, I had another like. Um. So okay, so the most the cheapest is fifteen dollars. What's the most expensive like that you have people coming in, like? So currently, if we're doing like a twenty eighteen football break, um, the Giants can run about a hundred dollars. 125 bucks because Saquon Barkley is so hot right now and uh, his cards are selling like crazy. So if, if a giant collector wanted to come in and we're doing a 2018 pick your team, the giants are going to be the most sought after team and they're, they're really expensive. Um, if we're doing a baseball angels, Yankees, Yankees are traditionally always going to be high because there's always possibilities of pulling like Derek Jeter's always creeping in there somewhere. You know what I'm saying? There's always a lot of Yankee rookies that are expensive and collectible. So they're always a thing. And um, so, yeah, so those are going to be the higher end stuff. And it's usually like between 60 and 100 bucks just for one team, you know? And that's why the excitement of the random three teams is cool because people are like, hey, I can spend 30 bucks and maybe get the Yankees and the Angels. And then I'm shitting on everybody because <laughs> two of the best teams. And then if I don't even like them, now I can trade one because I give them an opportunity to trade. I can now trade one to get my favorite team or two teams or whatever. So there's a whole trading aspect. Like people spend about five minutes after we do the randoms to actually go sit there and trade. So cool. Man, that's fascinating. That just sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm glad I stumbled upon upon your stream. You've got I'm surprised. I can't believe there's that many people in there. I mean, and see, and I, I'm still one of the smaller ones. Like, um, oh, really? 
maybe not there's you- more breakers i've only seen one other one and i got banned from his channel <laughs> so um there's an actual whole website called breakers.tv and the only problem is their website's really shitty it reminds you of one of those sketchy sites that every time you click on it you get an ad and maybe a virus oh yeah you have to press play a whole bunch of times to get the video to start like, <laughs> like you're on like 1998 internet you know right that's what it looks like so it's not really a well done website but i mean it's a site dedicated to this and i've i've watched a lot of them and even the bigger people like the ones that are doing like millions of dollars a year just like crazy money um they are probably have like the same amount of people watching them but they also have a website that um, people are buying ahead of time so what they're doing is they, they they literally have a schedule they're like hey this filled up on the website this filled up on the website so they're going we got to break this 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 and this and if you catch it good if you don't well then you have to go to their archives or their youtube page and go try to find your break to go watch it you know and that's the cool thing about twitch they have the archive like if you miss last night's stream and you want to go watch it hell go watch it man it's, it's going to be there for like three months this all started basically from playing Madden with me, <laughs> basically from playing Madden with me, opening packs on Madden revitalized my collecting youth and it made me watch it on YouTube. And then YouTube suggesting, yeah, it got me here. Wow. What, how long have you been? I'm, I'm sorry. You, you said you've been streaming it for about, when did you first start your first breaking stream? It was like May of 2016. And before I was just a regular Twitch guy that watched Madden streams and I got in really good with the Madden community. Uh, a lot of the streamers knew who I was and I was hanging out with them, supporting them just like normal Twitch. And then I started telling them, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this real life pack thing. Y'all want to try to like send some people this way and we, you know, do it for real. And they're like, dude, that's an awesome idea. And so I had a really good support from a lot of big Madden streamers. Really? That is really beautiful here, man. That is awesome. And then later on, I met a really big MLB The Show streamer. And his name's Carl Dude. And he pushed more people me. And then all of a sudden, now I'm doing crazy football, crazy baseball. And we're just like nonstop doing it. You know what I'm saying? And then now that's essentially has built my community. And I've sustained a lot of, you know, repeat customers and longtime people, you know, I got my affiliate like maybe 14 or 15 months ago. And I literally have people who sub from day one and they keep subbing and they keep subbing. And are you, are you partnered yet? No, I'm not partnered. And ever since they open up the affiliate thing, they have like a set of requirements, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to knock off these three check marks and you're on the path to partner or whatever they say. Right, right. And literally, I feel like if I would have applied for partnership a little earlier before affiliates came out, I probably would have got it. But then I think they were like, oh, don't worry. We got this affiliate thing in the bag. So you're going to get it eventually and you're going to be happy. And then me, I'm, I go, no, not really. <laughs> I, I'm not in for it for people to give me money for a subscription i want a whole bunch of them damn emotes man like my god right yeah those are that's yeah right <laughs> you know like I, I don't care like literally every twitch check i get goes right back into a giveaway like no matter what it is if i get a 200 twitch check then we do a 200 giveaway at the end of the month 
in like you know, like a free break. If I get a six hundred dollar Twitch check, it goes right back into it, no matter what, man. So like any money I get from Twitch goes right back into the company. You know, just just giveaways and supporting all the people who support me. You know. Oh wow, that is awesome. Yeah, I was gonna ask if if um I I, I would assume you were partnered because every time I see your channel, you've got a lot of people in there consistently. Yeah. I, I've talked to people about literally the only thing that's stopping me is not having an average of 75 viewers for a 30 day period. I got up to 96%. And as soon as I got there, I'm like, dude, I'm going to get there in like another two days. And it just so happens the next two days were like 60 people and it just shot my average down. And now I've been hovering around like an average of 65 over 30 days. And apparently, Twitch is being really stingy about their partnerships, you know? And so I, I, I've applied multiple times. But the thing is, I have the amount of subscribers and loyal subscribers every month, like almost triple the number of partner streamers. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that, that should account for most everything. I see how many subscribers you have. It's it's sick, like yeah. consistently. And like, and people ask me, they like, dude, how many subscribers do you have? And I'll tell them, they're like, are you serious? How are you not partnered? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> I work at Twitch. I have no idea. And then, and then another part of me thinks that Twitch sees a for-profit company using their system to make money. And they're like, we really don't want to partner that. We'll give you an affiliate, but I don't know if we're going to partner that. I think every single buddy is doing it for for-profit. Yeah, but like, like literally... Ninja's not doing it for uh, charity. He's doing it True. for profit. You know what I mean? He's also, in the business of, I'm Ninja. I'm in the business of Ninja. Yeah, I know. But also, they're selling themselves. I'm selling Panini products and Topps products. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if some people don't like my personality, they can go, mute, give me this guy, give me this guy. I just want to see packs get open. Give me my cards, and I'm not fucking with you. Nah, I bet pe people love you, man. You're you're fun to watch, man. I like just watching you, especially I, if you're into sports, man. You're just super knowledgeable. Thank you, thank you very much. And that's another thing. Like, I love shooting the shit. Like, people are like, "Oh man, this break's not feeling. What are we gonna do?" And I go, "We're gonna sit here and talk about shit." <laughs> I mean, like, what else are we gonna do? We're gonna debate about something. Like, I love just talking sports, talking music, movies, comics, whatever, man. Just like, it's awesome. Yeah, you've, you're definitely Twitch talented, man. You've got a great stream. You've got a great personality. I think I think it's going to be just a matter of time before you become partnered. I mean, they can't deny what you have. Yeah, and 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 the great thing is I'm not getting burned out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen a lot of people in the two years of me breaking who try to start doing a break, you know, like, like their own breaking company, or they try to start their own Twitch stream or their own YouTube page. And I'll give them pointers and stuff like that. But the one thing I can't give them, I, I can't give them my drive. I can't give them my knowledge. I can't give them my energy. You know what I'm saying? I wish I could, but like I can't convince you to wake up every day, be there consistently, make sure you stream a certain time, make sure you know what I'm saying? I, I, I can't convince you to do that. You know, and if you don't have that in you, then eventually you're gonna get burned out quicker than I am and you're just gonna go on to something else. You know, it's not gonna be that serious to you. Yeah, you. I, I mean, as long as you've been doing it, and as much as it's been growing, it's clear that you take it very seriously. Yeah, I mean, I do because um, <laughs> there was this one story that, like, 
uh, it happened like maybe a month ago and I was feeling really shitty and it was like a Monday and I was like, man, I don't know if I want to get up. You know, I had a training at work and I was like, I don't know if I want to get up to go to this training. I'm just going to call, tell them to reschedule it and I'll just go on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday instead of Monday, Wednesday, Friday. No, no problem. And so I was like, screw it. You know what? Power through, power through. Let's go. Get up, go, and come to find out the guy who was training me drove by himself from 2 o'clock in the morning all the way from Waco to come train me solo, just me and him. And I'm like, dude, if I wouldn't have woke up, I'd have ruined this guy's day. And so I'm like, okay, keep on going. And then I get home. I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to stream tonight. I'm kind of tired. And I'm like, no, got to do it. And then I forgot it was one of my viewers' birthdays, and I promised her that I would have a special box for her waiting. A couple of guys had pitched in money for her to have a really good breaking night, and we had we gave her like 150 bucks to break with, and 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 like I totally forgot about that. And then I just started up. I'm like, oh yeah, we got to do this. And she had an amazing night, and it made her day. And I'm like, dude, that's why. <laughs> that's wow. That's that's me going, you know what I'm saying? And if I'd have made if I'd have said no to all that, I'd have ruined two people's day. You know what I'm saying? Man. Just saying yes and waking up and just going through, you just you just make a difference. You know what I'm saying? And again, that's why I teach <laughs> to make a difference. But you know, it's you know, it's kind of weird that people say that, but it it does, man. Whenever you sit back and look at it, you're like, man, imagine if I'd have said no the whole day, I'd have ruined some people's days. It's funny how Twitch Twitch is a very interesting medium like just it's it's full of people like that 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 streamers it's amazing i've you're not the first streamer i've talked to from twitch mm -hmm. yeah I, I think i saw the episode you did with um the poker streamer right oh uh, yeah probably the last one bet on drew yeah bet on drew yeah yeah um it's amazing like what the connection you guys get um when you have like the audience you have, it's just, it's just something special. And I see the people like you that, that are driven to just like be there for your people and how motivating it is. And it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's, and it's a special thing as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's weird because at first you don't think like, if you watch another streamer do it, you know, like Ninja, he's got hundreds of thousands of fans. Like, you can't think, oh, that's just a big old family, and he knows everybody. You know, it's it's tough for him to do. Like, he can't possibly know everybody. Oh, he's on a whole other level. He's yeah, not, exactly. Yeah. He's on a whole other level. But with me, like, essentially, like, if I'm looking at my chat, I know all those guys' names. I know where they live. I've shipped to them multiple times. Like, I know things about them. We've talked personally off stream. Like, it's a totally different type of vibe. And, you know, you're in tune with the person, and yeah, you're selling them cards and we're having fun opening it up. But at the end of the day, you're like, you're really just there to hang out with them. You know, I mean, yeah, it's cool that we're doing something that we all like. And, but I mean, yeah, like you said, it's, it's cool to have like a little small community like that. It's, it's, that's, that that's awesome. <laughs> How big do you think your stream can get? Like, are, are you the biggest breaker on Twitch? Um, I think so. Um, by like viewership yeah and viewership and, and uh, subscribers because i'm like solely on there but there's other bigger companies like dave and adams and steel city and nasty breaks and platinum breaks they stream just on all platforms they'll they'll pop up a stream on youtube breakers 
you know, Facebook, whatever. They just want to get it out to as many people because they have a steady stream already coming in from their websites. You know what I'm saying? But I think I am. I have the biggest viewership of any breaker on Twitch because there's not a lot of just like people who solely make it a show, essentially. You know what I'm saying? It's like essentially a four hour show and we open up cards and who knows what happens, you know? Yeah, it really is. It's like it is like a show. That's what's so cool about it. I mean, I think that's why people stick around to watch it, watching you anyways. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's almost like a sports talk show or mm -hmm. and then off uh, and also opening cards like talk, I don't know it's it's interesting it's unique it's uh, I think people should check it out that have never tried it just to just to see what it, just yeah dip your tone or something different you know it's especially if you were a kid like us growing up collecting see what that community is like now mm -hmm. yeah I mean it's like I do have my guys that are there all the time and the the ones that buy into the breaks but every now and then you'll get a lurker who just pops up and says. Dude, I've been watching you for a while, man. Um, I just want to say, this is awesome what you do. I know I don't buy in, and I'm sorry. And I instantly, I'm like, dude, don't even think that you have to apologize for not buying in or giving me money to buy these cards. I mean, you are just as important as everybody else is. You know, you being here, having the view, and knowing that you like to hang out and watch this means just as much as the person who spends a thousand dollars a month you know i mean it's it's the same contribution you know they're doing the same thing they're taking their time to watch you know it's yeah. big. giving somebody your time is like the most valuable thing you can do money is money goods are goods but time dude <laughs> that's a big thing yeah it, it is that's why it always blows me away when people spend any of their time listening or watching to uh, the podcast here it's, it's <laughs> right yeah. like like Whoa, people are taking their day out just to do this and listen to me or watch me. It's cool, man. Yeah, it's very cool. And uh, what you're doing is really cool, man. It's just, uh, I wonder what I would have been like if it was like this. I never would have thought about breaking when I was younger. You know, we just went. Oh, and, or, maybe I would buy one specific card or like a couple cool cards, but. It was usually just buying random packs and hoping something cool came out of them. Yeah, I mean, whenever the internet came along, the only thing I was thinking about with collecting and internet was, man, I can go on eBay and buy any card in the whole country. Yeah. That's crazy. A dude from Seattle can sell me a Griffey card. How crazy is that? That's my internet thing <laughs> whenever I'm young growing up, you know? And like now it's like you didn't even imagine that this could be a thing like twitch i didn't even imagine twitch could be a thing oh my god <laughs> yeah you know and now it's like one of the most popular websites you know it's crazy oh twitch is just on the steady rise it's just blowing up right i love yeah. it um oh shit i had a good question what was it it had to do with uh oh tough stuff do you remember tough stuff Dude, tough stuff and beckett man tough stuff was the one they had everything. They didn't just do sports cards. They did action figures. They did comic cards. They did everything. And then Beckett was like the one that was strictly sports. But yeah, dude, tough stuff, man. No one talks about tough stuff anymore. Is that still around at all? Like, oh, is that, no. is that Beckett, Beckett dominated the game, man? Like, they they became like the monopoly of price guide. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have an. How does that happen? I mean, like, why did huh. it happens because how many people like i would assume it happens like 
if there are people working for tough stuff that are pricing these cards, I would assume Beckett's like, how about you just come work for us? Like there doesn't need to be two people saying that a card is valued differently. You know what I'm saying? Let's just have one guide. And then eventually eBay comes along and goes, never mind, we're the real guide. Because this is what people are actually buying them for. And you may price them whenever you want, but it doesn't matter because you're a month behind because you're a publication. You know, <laughs> how are they getting those prices back in the day? Like, how are they setting those prices? What were they based on? I would assume that they were based on odds. Like if you ever went back and looked at any box of cards like it, they don't do it now. Like they used to have like on the on the back of these cards, there used to be like like there, there still is a list of what's what's on there. But they used to say one in 24 packs, one in 58 packs. And like autograph one in 720 packs like this is going to take forever to get you know what i'm saying right and now it's become hey there's five autographs in this box you're going to get five of them you know what i'm saying like it's it's now it's more common so i think back then they were like the more rare the card is the more popular the player is if it's a rookie you know all these things come into um you know come into contention and then i think they would have people at shows like they were going on across the country, like, hey, these cards are starting to sell quicker. And then they would go, hey, we got to redo this and say the price is going up. You know what I'm saying? There had to have been something else. I mean, because they were doing it back in the 80s, in the early 90s, whenever internet's not a thing, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, that's why I was kind of wondering how they how they got those prices. Because, I mean, I followed that too. And mm -hmm. like when you would go to the card shop, you would expect to be like, five i remember when ken griffey jr was five bucks the rookie was five bucks yeah and then i i think they're like hey ken griffey jr is getting really hot um I, it, it exploded overnight i remember when it happened it exploded overnight it was like what like 94 95 whenever he all of a sudden became the most popular guy in the world and then he won his like i think his first mvp was like 97 and then like as soon as that happened they're like oh man his rookie card's got to be worth hundreds now i mean he's he's a he, he's a god you know and whenever he started going on the on the home run race i think he had like what 57 one year 56 whenever he was chasing ruth and so when that started happening you know then they're like now the card market goes up you know things start happening and things start moving because of what's happening in real life you know yeah, and is it still that way? How much is that king? I'm like bouncing all over the place. Okay, so <laughs> it's it's so crazy that the actual card probably isn't as much as you remember. What now is more important is you getting the card graded. You sending it off to Beckett or another company called PSA. They tell you the condition and they give it a number between one and ten. And it's in increments of like halves. So if you get a nine five or a nine oh or a ten, they're all different prices. Oh you know? wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like if you get a gym mint 10 Griffey, that's gonna be the nuts. It's gonna be thousands. But if you get like an eight, you could probably buy that for like 50, 60 bucks. Huh. Same, same card, just slightly less dinged up. Collectors are weird. And with everything, not just cards, but like art collectors, just car collectors, anybody that like invest collecting, they, they're they're so picky, aren't they? When it comes like they want to have the best of the best, and just like it's so funny. Oh 
yeah, it's it's super picky. It's like essentially if you if you ever play an RPG game, it's the whole min maxing game. Like I gotta get this one more stat on my gear, or I gotta beat this boss two more seconds faster, and now I can brag. And it's like I have to have the most perfect King Griffey rookie card in order for my soul to settle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if I don't have the gym mint 10, I'm going to die. You know, but now it's just like well, hey, that was like 30 years ago, so you're kind of a little late, and that thing's thousands of dollars, so you're going to pay money for it. That's why this whole Mike Trout thing, like Mike Trout is the best player in baseball, and his rookie cards, which are only 2011, only seven years ago, are having this astronomical rise, like even more than Griffey. It's like Mickey Mantle type shit. His cards are selling for like tens of thousands of dollars, in a Jim Mint 10 version. His rookie card is seriously yeah. selling for that much? It's insane. It is, is it, are they asking that much or is it actually selling? No, like no, these are selling at like these crazy, like for sure legit auctions. Like they'll have a report, oh, the this Mike Trout card just sold for $225,000. You're like, what the? Dude's not even retired. Wow. Yes, it is wow. crazy. Who's, who's buying? I'll be right. I got a piece so bad. I can't yeah. even hold anymore. Give me no. one second. <laughs> go ahead. I would just sit here and talk and say random things. Yeah, go ahead and hold court real quick if you can. <laughs> I will hold court. I will look around the room and I like the whole thing about urban legend, the creature. SJM 511. I wonder what that means. He enjoys rolling rock. His speakers, well, his head headphones are very nice. Uh, he has a wall that seems to be made of velvet. Or some kind of animal skin. No, but for real, um, check out uh, BanffBreakers.com, twitch.tv slash BanffBreakers, um, YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash C slash BanffBreakers. Um, yeah, make sure you come check us out. We are on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, usually from 7 o'clock to whenever we get done, which is around 11-ish. And yeah. Stay tuned for more new things coming from Banff Breakers. Um, who knows what we're going to get into. Um, yeah. I wore this hat specifically because he told me that the Kansas City Royals were his favorite team. And going to go ahead and rock that hat. Uh, I'm okay. He's, he's back. Shh, shh, shh. Hey, man. Oh, yeah. I'm back. Don't call it a comeback. We had a good conversation, man. It was, it was, <laughs> I, uh, I I entrusted you. What's that? I said you will see the conversation on the cutting room floor. You get to watch it whenever you go back and look at the whole thing. Oh, nice. I'll do it when everybody else does. I don't ever, I never like edit these or anything. I just. Oh, nice. Them. Throw them up. Yeah. Like this is, you know, this will go up in a, but yeah, I won't edit or anything. I'll, I'll do the, uh, so I have it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I also have uh, the audio version, which is this is primarily made. My podcast is geared more towards the audio version. Okay. Um, and that's where like kind of like the bigger audiences. Um, yeah, yeah, because it's 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 easier to to access whenever you're driving. <laughs> yeah, it's on it's on like all the apps. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that'll go up in about two weeks, not this Sunday, but the following one. So great. Yeah, get just just in time for us. Uh, so, will your do you think your stream is going to get bigger once football season 
hits um here? yeah like uh the the football products are starting to come out like um there's a release schedule and panini is cranking out products uh leaf is another big company that uh cranks out products so you just like every couple of weeks there's a new product coming out and you're just keeping up with the rotation and like whatever's new you try to keep it in stock and you know if a product gets real popular then boom we get a spike because they're like oh this product's hot and then and then if the if the season starts going and one player starts having a crazy good season whole bunch of people come in and go hey we got to get this guy i want to open because of this guy or something like that you know what are you doing to keep yourself knowledgeable with sports like you, you know so much about everything that's going on sports wise how do you do that what what is your what do you do uh, it's, it's just been naturally doing it over like over just so much time like i've i've just paid attention to sports and like the crazy thing is i don't even watch as much sports as i should you know as i used to like um i just try to make sure that i talk about sports with people that watch it a lot enough i listen to like maybe a podcast or radio shows enough to get the gist of it and and to be honest with you opening these cards and keeping up with the hobby makes me keep up with the sport like you got to know who you're opening you like oh who's this guy like i can't stand watching a breaker open up a card of someone he's never heard of like i mean it's cool if it's like a brand new rookie that's awesome but whenever you open up i've seen people open up like hall of fame legends and they go yeah you just they can't pronounce you strimsky and you're like carl Yastrzemski. yeah it's like dude what do you talk at least call him the yes like what do you mean like and it's like to me that's disrespectful like you're you got into this for a job you know what i'm saying like someone said hey we need people to open packs right onto it you know i don't want to i i don't want to see you open in those packs <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah that that makes a lot of sense now that you say that because when i was i i was deep into collecting like that was my mm -hmm. life when i was a kid and it i would i remember hanging out with like adults and i would rattle off all these different stats mm -hmm. and and people would like be amazed that i knew like nolan ryan's stats when you know and i was living in michigan and here he was you know he was on the rangers or whatever and like I, I would i would could talk about bo jackson and uh joe montana uh uh, just all these random every sport i just knew all these different stats just mm -hmm. just from just from the cards yes yes same with me i, I would go into a to a a, a sports car shop and i would just like casually get into conversations just to say yeah frank thomas bad at 315 last year man it's pretty awesome i think he's gonna probably be around in the mid 300s this year looks like he's probably gonna hit about 40 home runs you know he's been averaging about 36 i think he's gonna have a breakout year you know and there's like dude this kid's 14 or this kid's 12 years old like what the hell you know, and like people were just like kind of like in awe of that and that right there just kind of fueled me. And like I would like consume like, you know, us being around when the Internet was just popping up was really beneficial for us because not only were we trying to find all this knowledge in magazines and now we could just consume it so much quicker, <laughs> you know. And so like you're just trying to get more knowledge and reading more articles and you know, just paying attention to a lot more things and it just kind of like sticks, you know, I'm just, I've, I've always been a stat guy cause I'm a, I'm a electrical engineer major. I'm a math teacher, you know what I'm saying? So 
stats are just in me all the time. You know, I can spout off some crazy stuff. And, and if I don't get it exact, I'm pretty damn close. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm going to be crazy off on something. Yeah. What came first uh, for you? Was it loving sports or is it collecting cards? And then you started like, what was your first kind of passion? Like what was getting into you? Was it getting into sports or getting into cards came first? Well, definitely my first passion was like Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe's and Legos. <laughs> Hell um, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. So, but like, I think playing basketball, playing sports at an early age, got me into watching it um and then eventually my mom was matter of fact my mom was the big proponent of hey how about we start a thing as a family how about we start collecting cards and i was like okay cool and i remember 88 tops being my first set like we had the complete set that came in the box and i would go through and do crazy things. I would organize it by team and I would unorganize it, put it back in order by number. The full set box. Oh yeah. The full complete factory set. Right. Right. Worth like four bucks now. Cause that's the worst. That is the worst set in major league baseball history. 88 tops is the most overproduced set ever. It is absolute garbage. And so, but the cool thing about it is it had all the major league stars of that time. There was no incredible rookie out of that set. So, it's not valuable. It's not 89. You know what I'm saying? 89 upper deck was when Griffey came out. So you don't get any Griffey rookies out of there, you know? So it was just me with that one set. And then it became more things and years went on and we just got more different things. And then at that point, me and my dad were kind of like, well, we're really into basketball. Do they have basketball cards? And we're like, yeah, they do. Let's do that. And so it became more of a basketball thing, less of a baseball thing. Still do baseball every now and then but really basketball. So like mid nineties, all the way up to like, even now my, my dad has an incredible Elijah one collection. Like even after we stopped, I introduced him on how to use eBay. And then my mom yelled at me because her credit card bill was insane. Every month. <laughs> Your dad keeps running up $4,000 of, of eBay sales. What did you do to him? <laughs> I'm like, you have to tell him he has to stop. Right. Wow. Wow. He loved it. Oh, yeah. Like, like if you introduce a man to something where he can just click things and not look at the bill, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a that's a that's a way different thing, you know. Well, that's, that's why Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world now. Exactly. It's like it's like, hey, you can just click things and things show up at your house and you can do it forever. <laughs> yep. You know, so. Yeah, so that that probably the love of sports came first. And then after that, it fueled where I wanted to go collecting. You know, I played basketball mostly growing up and I did play baseball and stuff like that, too. But basketball was my love. And I hung around a lot of people who play basketball and we collected basketball cards. And that was my driving force of sports and other sports naturally came along knowledgeable. But I was super crazy into basketball. Are there any uh, like old school, like mid eighties, late eighties, unopened boxes around? Um, see, but that's the thing is like the eighties stuff for baseball was the most overproduced time in history. Late or, or like football or basketball. I was big into basketball. I mean, I, I like I did baseball too, but that stuff in the eighties was because of Jordan. There are unopened boxes of. 86 87 Fleer, which even though he came out in 84, it's the first time Fleer made a Jordan card, so they consider that his rookie. 
those unopened boxes sell for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow. Just for that chance or just. I don't know. It's not even about a chance because back then they, the way they produced it was like they're out, out of their full pack, like 36 packs. And I want to say like 12 cards per pack. Right. And so depending on what number they were in the production, there could be a guaranteed four to five Jordan cards. Oh, wow. It's not even about like, oh, this is randomly inserted because it's the most popular. They're like, no, we're going to go one through 300 and start over and then start over and then start over. So you could make three to four sets and you had a chance at that fifth Jordan card, depending on where it was. Like people could open like literally people can open up the first pack and they go, "Okay, we're going to get four Jordans out of this one. Or we're only going to get three or we're going to get five. Oh, wow. It knew the pattern. That's how basic card production was back then you know that makes sense i mean and why would you think about like, anything you it's like these massive machines that sort these cards at these crazy random you know odds and so you never know when you're going to get a brady you know what i'm saying you never know when if you're going to get a paid man you know what i'm saying like when i can go two cases without even seeing a deshaun watson autograph you know what i'm saying back whenever he was a rookie and then i could go one case and get three but you're always going to get something that's like worth. Yeah, like, yeah. well, yeah, because there's always a guarantee. Like on this one, it says it'll say five guaranteed autographs or memorabilia cards. How much is that gold brick? Um, this one, I would have to look it up. I would assume maybe a like retail 180 right now. Oh, that's not too bad. Like if yeah, I were to like say, hey, higher end box, right? Yeah. Say for instance, this is an older box. This right here is from 2013. This is guaranteed at least three autographs and two jerseys. And you can probably get this for about 65, 70 bucks. Wait, oh, wait. Jerseys. That's a card that has a piece of jersey in it. Yes. Those are more, those are less valuable. And the way that they are more valuable is if they're lower numbered and you get different colors of a patch. Like if you get like the corner of their number or you get that cool logo, like a Ravens logo or some shit like that, then those are going to be more valuable but if you get a solid white solid blue solid red those are just now nowadays are just kind of like common cards like people don't even want to bother them with them anymore it's 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 kind of it kind of sucks because i remember back in 98 when they created the first jersey card i never heard of this until recently oh really so 98 upper deck was when they created the first jersey card and it was in football, basketball. I'm not sure if it was in baseball, but I know they did them in football and basketball. And even to this day, those solid jersey cards are worth like, like for I, I know, I know, I had like a, a Clyde Drexler. It was like 200 bucks, and I was like, it's just a Clyde Drexler jersey. The Jordan is like thousands for just the jersey because it was like the first time they ever did it. Was it just a random jersey that they put? Yeah, a random off? jersey that they wore in a game. They cut. Oh, no. Oh, the the player actually wore the jerseys. Oh yeah, every yeah yeah yeah. So every every jersey that's used is a guaranteed at least player worn. Um, oh wow! Now that's so, pretty interesting, dude. Yeah, and then and sometimes they write on the back that they're game worn, and sometimes you get like a dirty version of the card. Really? Oh, yeah, you'll get dirt. Like sometimes there's even been like like people go that could be blood. <laughs> but it's definitely dirt or, you know, like it's it probably being like red clay or some shit like that, but yeah, it's dirty. And those are the, those are the coolest ones.
You've seen those? Oh yeah, we pulled them. Like uh, there's there's even some that specifically go out and find the dirty ones and they call it like I think it's called like down and dirty and you open it up it's like a booklet and it's a huge patch about like that big of a dirty patch and it's like all muddy and shit really fucking cool <laughs> you know what I'm saying but those are really rare I mean so people will pay more than those of just seeing a normal white jersey card you know that's really cool I had no idea okay so I can see why those would go. I can see why Jordan would could go for super expensive if he actually wore it. Wore, like, how do they get that? So, I assume just like this, you know, how, how like the Hall of Fame would get a jersey, they'll just contact the thing, like, hey, can you send us the jersey that he wore in that game? Is it okay? And, they and just, then they're just going to shred it up and throw it in some baseball cards. Yeah, there is a, there's, there's some crazy cool videos out there of Panini showing you the whole process. They'll have like a sheet of cards and how they put it in so basically what they do is they have like the jersey and they iron it all out flat right and they cut it up either with like a a, a wheel slicer or they have like a strip cutter whatever it is right and they put them in these bags and they're like okay this person gets this one this person gets out and they just construct the cards they go in there put it in put this big old layer over it and they seal it up man it's so cool but it's hand done, like you know, like it's it's literally a person sitting there taking this game worn jersey or player worn jersey and cutting it all up, man. It's awesome. Wow, I had no idea. That is really cool. I'd yeah. love to get one of those. I'm gonna have to get one of these. What kind of? How much is it to get one of those breaks? I want to get me a jersey, dude. Dude, just send me, <laughs> just send me your address. <laughs> this will get an address, and I'll I will send you a cool ass box of cards for you to open up. Oh yeah. Yeah, don't worry about it, man. Oh, um, dude, that'd be dope, man. That'd be dope. You tell me base, uh, baseball or football, I got you, bro. Don't worry about it. Okay, cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> wow, man. That's cool, man. I can tell you're a super, super yeah. cool guy. Yeah. Oh, I was going somewhere cool. I was going somewhere like that. Uh, I can see how, like, Jordan. Oh, shit. What? My bad. I said, I said, I said, if I was, if I was way cooler, I would have sent you a box earlier and you could open it up while we're doing this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be honest, I, I should have did that. I'll do a. Uh, I'll open it on. Uh, I'll open it for a YouTube, exclusive. A, a YouTube exclusive. I'll Neander talk opens uh, cards from Banff. Awesome, that'd be great, man. That would be great for me. Hell yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. So I was thinking, I could see why like people would spend a lot of money for the Michael Jordan jersey worn. Mm-hmm. They're great, and his autographs are even more more ridiculous, man. Well, imagine if you get his his jersey and it's got his dna on it i know like sweaty oh yeah you hold that now that's an investment when they yep. get dna cloning down jordan's yep clone baby jordan Clone a bunch of jordans i can you know who's gonna do it right i mean china <laughs> exactly gonna have all these chinese jordans chinese jordans are gonna rule the <laughs> the, the uh the yep. dream team will now be china jordan exactly. it's like no 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 china just wants to win the olympics forever that's all they want <laughs> all from buying one dna riddled jersey from bamp that would be crazy man i never thought about that i never thought about you know like like it is player worn and there is dna in there somewhere um i think on some of them they may wash them i'm not even sure but who knows but some of them like nowadays since they produce them so much if they wear them at a photo shoot that's considered player worn you know 
And um, and if they weren't in a game, they have to put game worn. And normally, when people see the game worn stuff, you know, it's more valuable and more sought after. Oh, definitely. My my ears would perk up. I'm like, ooh, that was worn in the game. That's kind of cool. I, I I even have some people that are like very into that. They're like, oh, um, can you look on the back? Is it game worn? And I'll, I'll look, and sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. You know, and uh, Tops even has the thing where they put a little hologram. It's about like this big and they put a little hologram and it has like a, a serial number on the hologram, really small. You can go to the website. It tells you the exact game that the Jersey was from. Oh, wow. It's cool. So imagine if you like people started doing this, they would search for games that were on their birthday games that were on the day of their child's birth. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like random things that are associated with, like this card is special to me because it was on May 23rd, 2014, the day my daughter was born. I remember that. You know what I'm saying? Crap like that. Like That's that, actually really, that's kind of cool. I like that. And that, that. That is actually happening. People are actually doing that. They're searching. Like there's so many different reasons why people collect. Like it's mind boggling. Like, like whenever you talk to someone like, hey, why do you collect this guy? Sometimes it's like, I'm an Angel fan. I like Mike Trout. Okay, cool. Next. And other people have way crazier stories of why they collect people. It's pretty cool. Like what? What's that kind of a crazier story you can think of of some, why somebody... Um, well, for instance, me, I like collecting Mike Evans. Mike Evans is one of my favorite football players. And the reason why is because whenever I coached at Lamarck High School, he played for Galveston Ball High School, which was the rival to my high school. And now... I did see him play football. It was pretty good. Our football team was way better. We dominated him. Okay. But he was a crazy good basketball player. Like this dude kind of reminded me of like a shorter Blake Griffin. Like he could dunk, jump out of the gym. But again, he was a great kid. He was born in Galveston right down, you know, the island, you know, like 10 miles away from where I grew up, you know. And just had a connection of him. You know, I've, I've met him in person. I know him in person. You know, he's he's always been nice. You know, I mean, even though we were blood rivals, still treated us great, you know. And when I saw him get popular, when Johnny Manziel won the Heisman Trophy, that was his star receiver, Mike Evans. And so whenever he got drafted real early, I was like, man, Mike Evans is really getting good this is crazy he was a good basketball player and now he's like one of the best receivers in the nfl so naturally i'm like dude i'm i'm all in i gotta it's like this is a hometown guy i got to wow that's really cool yeah i like the i like that bo jackson when he got back there he was i was a big bo jackson fan back in the day yeah like yeah me too i i remember having i didn't have the kansas city royals but i had the um the Chicago White Sox. Remember when he got traded and him and Frank Thomas played on the same team? Yeah. Had the starting lineup figure of Frank Thomas and Bo Jackson. I remember Bo Jackson was like in a sliding motion. So I remember putting those up on my dresser. And that was like one of the first starting lineup baseball figures I got. It was like Nolan Ryan, Chicago White Sox, Bo Jackson, and like Frank Thomas and Griffey and stuff. Nice. I remember starting lineups. I still have a, I have a Jordan one. He's in the air. Don't uh, get rid of it. Mine. Yeah, it. Uh, and it, uh, what happened? Say that again. You, you cut. Uh, I, I was saying, is is yours outside of the box like mine is? No, it's still inside the box, and it has that coin. It came with a coin. 
That thing is crazy good. Me, of course, I took mine out of the box because I wanted to keep moving his arms around to make him dunk and, and shit like that. I that was a one time I had some like foresight. I was like, this could probably be worth some money sometime, and I've I've kept it ever since. I got it as a as a Christmas gift as a kid, and I've kept it ever since. It's still in the box. This coin is still in there. Yeah, yeah coin, man, so awesome, bro. Yeah, I I had that same exact figure, and I took it out and played with it. I don't have any of my figures. That's the thing. I didn't have the foresight of of that. I was too busy worried about playing with them. And then when I started getting the foresight of like, no, no, these are really collectible. Starting lineups had become, they were okay. They were still nostalgic, but there were better stuff. Like I remember, um, was it McFarlane started doing the figures and they were really super detailed and Mattel was doing figures for a while and they were really super detailed. So I was collecting those and then, you know, held on to a lot of those. Yeah, I still have mine around. I have a uh, – that was the only one I did that because I was a huge Jordan fan anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. I have some other uh, – my first one is like I think an 84 George Brett. And it's, oh, and it's out of the package, but it's him stretching with his glove like this. Sick, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember having the Conseco when I had like a Ricky Henderson in a, in a, in a Conseco. You know, and I just had them like up on my dresser, and I would like pose them differently, and like, oh, yep. <laughs> Owen Ryan's pitching to Frank Thomas, and yada yada yada. I did that, and yeah. Now what I have at my work, I have a little desk area. I have a uh, a link from the Legend of Zelda glued up there. That's, nice. That's my thing now. That's your thing now. That's awesome, man. It's crazy how where our where our fandoms begin and where they lead us, like. You know, now I'm in like to, I'm, I'm into comics a lot and still into sports. And like whenever my students, they ask me what I'm into, they will like go through about, about a month of hearing me talk about basketball, the Avengers, hip hop and, you know, just random, you know, like and, and crazy about math. It's like, how are you interested in all those things? It doesn't make sense. And, you, and you're just like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know how I got here. <laughs> but right. What grade are you teaching? I do high school and um, I just don't do freshmen anymore. Like I don't do algebra one, um, but I, I teach two different classes. One's an engineering math class and that's just for seniors and they like build robots. And then another one is just kind of like a bridge between geometry and algebra two. And I can get 10, 11, 12th graders in there, anything. Wow, man. Wow. And then you do, do you, do you make money doing what you're doing with, with the breaking and stuff? Yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely profitable. Nice. And, uh, it's, I don't use it as like, I, I mainly pour a lot back into it. So if I ever like, if I have a great weekend, I make a lot of money. Well, I'm like, guess what? I can buy more shit on Monday. You know what I'm saying? I can buy more shit on Tuesday to replenish the shelves or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of it's tied up in the product, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I do, I do pretty decent and I kind of have like an idea what the profits are and what I can spend, what I can't spend. And so, but I, I, since I don't have to like pay anybody, like I don't have to sit there and, you know, print out a check for anybody. I don't really pay attention to the profits or anything like that, but I know that it is, is definitely a decent amount to have fun with, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm going back to your opening thing where it says, uh, you know, you're on your Twitch channel, the Banff breakers thing. 
you have a paragraph or a sentence in there that says the heavens opened up and blessed them with copious amounts of amazing boxes of hit filled awesomeness. What does that mean? What? So my friend who started with me, he is, he is a, he's a crazy personality. So he just, just basically hyped up a sense of just say, Hey, we're going to have, boxes that have a whole bunch of cool cards in it <laughs> you know what i'm saying and what what we consider a hit because like if you notice like in my chat that's my emote the hit and it says h exclamation point t and a hit is a jersey or an autograph card so a copious amounts of hit filled boxes would mean our boxes got all the good shit and it's way better than other people's boxes so, okay I you know what i'm saying he's just a hype man like he's he's an awesome friend whenever he would do it with me we would split the break time, but um, he would have to constantly travel to my house to do it, and it just became more exhausting. Like we didn't have a, a central location to meet. We, you know, we didn't think about like, hey, we should rent this out. Uh, you know, I just kind of felt like it would save way more money to keep it in house. You know, but also it was stressful on him to try to be here and keep up with it like I could. You know, yeah, for sure. Have you thought about instead of maybe for like a few months taking those Twitch checks that you're getting instead of putting them into like the cards? Is that what you're doing? You're kind of buying more boxes and stuff? So with with the Twitch checks, I do giveaways. Like I will I'll like whatever boxes that I buy, I'll put together like if it would be like a 30 per spot giveaway, I'll do that for free and put 10 people in that are my subscribers. We do that every month. That's pretty cool. Have you thought about maybe saying, hey, not doing this for a couple months and then investing in like more stuff for the stream? Like, are you trying to grow it? Do you want to get currently? I am trying to. I mean, I I, I am in talks with a couple of people that are that have the potential to help grow the stream tremendously. And um, people have been giving me ideas on what to do. And it's mainly just time, you know, Um, like um, I would say, you know, after working you know, eight hours a day at school, you know, you just get tired. Oh, I get it, man. I trust me. I get it. You know? And so like to, to come home and keep on doing the stream, but also if I had to do, you know, things that were extra, it would, it would be a little more strenuous, you know? Um, and, and also I'm just like, there's a lot of personal things that are going real bad with like family and stuff like that, that are really, you know, tiring on me. Like my mom's had cancer for a couple of years and multiple cancers and, you know, dealing with her, going in and out of those and stuff like that, you know, like it stops you from growing it as much as you could, but it's still like, she's still like, no, you have to keep doing this. You love this. You, cause she helps me, man. She's like my shipping department. She helps me pack and get everything shipped. She loves doing that. She loves coming up here and doing it. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's awesome. That's really sweet. Cause, cause you were kind of saying that she's the one kind of started this whole thing. Yeah, exactly. It's like a total like, and I knew that whenever I, if I asked her to help, she just like, all you have to do is teach me to do it. So I like slowly, I was like, all right, all right, all right. This is how we do this. Like I told her how to sleeve cards properly. And then, so she would sleeve them and then I would pack everything up. And then she's like, no, 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 tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. I was like, all right, all right. This is how you pack them. You have to make sure that this goes in this and this goes in that and this seals up here and those go like that. And then we put them into the package and then we seal it up. She said, got it, got it. I'll do that. I'll do that. You know what I'm saying? So she slowly started taking a bigger role. Wow. So how do I sort everything? And I was like, no, 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 I'll sort you pack. And then eventually we just got 
so many like so many cards that we were selling that it was like it became almost impossible for me to do any of that part like if i wasn't in here breaking while on friday and saturday she's in the other room sorting like we would not get this stuff shipped out <laughs> you know what i'm saying wow so you're building yourself a, a small little business that man yeah. if if you keep continuing to grow your stream, that business is going to get bigger. Wow, you're going to have to start hiring people. Look at you. Oh, yeah. You're going to be able to say, yeah. my teaching job. I know. And that's what a lot of people say. They're like, would you ever quit teaching? And I don't know if I could, man. Like, even if I stopped doing full-time, I'd still be a sub, man. <laughs> I love it. I love just mentoring, you know, just helping, you know, young minds out. I, I know too many influential teachers have made a big impact on my life and it, it it really is awesome after 10 years you get to see kids come back and tell you oh you meant so much to me because i now i've done this because of you you know it's like it's, it's, it's crazy it's like you know wow where did you you grew up there in texas so, galveston area yeah Texas city galveston area and lamarck is where i grew up and now i live right outside of a city called pearland that's like like a bigger city outside of houston and um and the only reason why i live over here is because it's like five or six minutes from my school you know i was driving like 30 minutes and i was like i'm just gonna get a house out there i don't see me leaving the school for a while and so that's why i'm why i'm where i'm at and it's about 30 minutes from where i grew up and so but right the crazy thing is right in between my hometown and where i'm at now is the shop that helped me get this started so it's really easy to go back every week you know once or twice a week to go either pick up product from him you know, or just hang out, shoot the shit, you know? Wow. Yeah, that's cool, man. You've crafted yourself quite the little life, man. Look at that. It's, it's fun, bro. It, it, it really like, and I'm, and I, I have thought about, you know, like, like you said, you know, expanding it and it's just, um, how, how that looks, you know, it doesn't look like someone else in another city doing it on some days and I do it on other days and I ship them stuff so they can pack there and ship out or do I get a central location and hire somebody else to meet me there or, you know, have shifts or something like that, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But I know eventually that if I keep doing what I'm doing, that it will get overwhelming <laughs> to a point where I'm going to have to hire somebody else to help out with something. I'm not sure what it, what it's going to be, either someone to break or someone to help ship and pack faster. Who knows? Do you love breaking? Is that your favorite thing? Like, like, we, like, like streaming, like breaking it on stream. Is that do you love? Is that what you just love to do? Yeah, it's like it's it's just because like I know that when I got back into this, me and my buddy were talking about like, you know, we don't really collect cards as much as we used to. We used to open up packs and boxes, like I said, almost like twice a month, every weekend or whatever, you know? And, but now it's like, I don't invest my money that way anymore, but I still like opening packs. I still love the rush of, I don't know what's in here, but there could be something good. You know what I'm saying? That whole idea is awesome to me. And so the fact that I can do it, you know, for fun, for free, I can, I can just do this all day long. Right. <clears throat> People, you know, send the money in and I get to give them the cards at the end of the day, but I'm still having the fact of opening and reacting and getting super happy for somebody else for getting something really awesome. You know, you're tricking your brain. Your brain got tricked and you've won. 
it definitely is. Yeah, it's like it's like, hey man, to be honest with you, way back in the day, having that cool collection, that's not what we liked. We just like opening the shit. You've you've hacked the system, dude. Yeah. Look so, at you. You've hacked the system. That's incredible. Not many people can do that. You've done it. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's it's fun, bro. Like I I love doing it and I'm gonna keep on doing it as long as it's not me sitting there wasting my time, you know, hundred percent and it's costing me too much money or something like that. I can't possibly do it because currently, you know, like you said, like, like I said, it it is profitable. So I'm not losing money. I'm just investing my time and building a community. And I enjoy doing that, you know, saying so I'm going to continue to do that. Man, I wish you the best of luck, man. I, I love I, I love seeing how many people are in there as it is. And I hope it just continues to get bigger. I mean, it's just it's I think really so. beautiful, man. You got a beautiful story, man. I can't believe where you've coming from where you're going to and it's just you're such a genuine guy i like yeah. seeing the 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 fruits of your labor being fulfilled like well awesome. i i really appreciate you wanting me to tell my story though you know what i'm saying because like i when you first approached me about doing the podcast i was like yeah he'll probably ask a lot of questions and i know a podcast runs along and so he'll probably have a lot of questions we'll probably get into a whole bunch of shit and so more and more thinking about it i'm like this is probably going to be a fun thing. So I'm, I'm really glad you approached me about it, man. Yeah. Like I said, I was super curious about the whole breaking just in the card collecting. Who's watching people open cards on the internet. I mean, the internet's got all kinds of things and it's got this. Yeah. And I think we can get bigger. I mean, um, just by different people getting their eyes. Cause like, like you said, you didn't know it existed until you stumbled upon it. And there are still people who are in the streams that I watch that they see my name, Banff Breakers, what is that? And they'll ask questions. I'm like, you know, I mean, I'm not the type of guy to go on another stream and go, hey, I do this. Come watch me. Look at me. I'm a streamer. Right. The streamer will say something. They're like, hey, Banff Breakers, guys, y'all got to go check out Banff Breakers. Or if it's a new guy, it'll be like, hey, Banff Breakers, what does that mean? What do you do? You know what I'm saying? And then it'll kind of branch off and then – there's a lot more room to grow because there's a lot more people I think that would enjoy just like all the rest of the people that are already here, the same thing. And they just don't know it yet. You know? Yeah. Twitch is amazing. Like the, the communities are all kind of, it seems like very similar. Like, yeah. I mean, you were saying like the whole Madden, like, like how you got yours to start getting big was getting the big Madden streamers. Like that's a big deal. Like, People, people don't understand. Like, it's just kind of funny to see like the big, uh, big channels and like the, the communities that have these followings. It's like they're big in that community, but outside that community, it's nothing. But it's just, it's funny to see how big. Yeah, it's so <laughs> crazy. It's like, um, you, you, you sit there and watch like someone who might be the greatest Street Fighter player of all time. You know, like you're watching him. He's won eight tournaments and yada, yada, yada. And you, and you watch him nonstop and he's great. And dude probably goes clocks in UPS and no one knows about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? No one knows how much of a BC is a Street Fighter. But when he gets home, he's locked in. That's his community and people worship him. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the beauty of Twitch. That thing can happen, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, it's... It's how I started, and then I just like I I ventured off to uh, the lonely podcast world where I'm all by my lonesome. Yeah, but man, I mean, <laughs> podcasts are awesome, man. And I mean, I I always encourage people to throw up a stream. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if they have something to say, 
or if they have something to provide or show off, just do it. Because how many times have you been doing something on a video game or have have you been talking to your friend about stuff when you're like, dude, we should have recorded that shit. That was hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Or, dude, I can't believe I pulled that card on Madden or I can't believe that play happened. You know, now you have the ability to have it recorded. And if you don't want to show it, don't show it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're a YouTube guy, cut the video, don't show it. And if you're a streamer, hey, it's live. You know what I'm saying? It happened. You know, can't take it away. Yeah, I do the same thing. I tell everybody if they're if they think they're even remotely interested in streaming one way or another, they should at least try it. It's a lot of fun. It is. And and that's the thing. It's like it's such a vast difference on Twitch. You have like the ninjas and you have the guys who stream for five people, you know, and they can be just as passionate about doing it, you know, and, and it's just a matter of time of people getting eyes on those small streamers, you know, and that's why I tell people, like, if you're going to get into it, they always ask me, what does it take to become a breaker? What do I got to do? And I go, the first thing you got to have dedication. And they and they always go, yeah, 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 I know that, I know that, I know. That. Oh, right, right. They don't know that. Nobody knows they, what that is. They don't. And that's the big thing. I've seen so many people try it and stop it because they get, they can't take the fact that people aren't showing up as quickly as they thought they would. Yeah, exactly. The very first break was a guy named Uni O Five. He was a Madden streamer. It was him. And another one of his viewers, they split a box of 2013 hoops basketball, 2012, 2013 hoops basketball. And it was a cheap box and they split it down the middle and we recorded it (laughs) on stream. And that was it. I was trying to get people to buy spots. It wasn't happening. Who cares? Somebody they like, dude, don't worry. We'll split the box. How much we got it. And we opened up the cards and people were like, dude, what are you doing? What is this? How does this work? And then it was history, man. People just kept asking questions. And then I, th- I think we, like, after about a week, we did a 24-hour stream. And I think doing the 24-hour stream was crazy. And I probably would I probably would do it again, but it would have to be. You did a 24-hour stream? <laughs> yeah, me and my buddy who started it did a 24-hour stream. Literally, as we're breaking, it got to a point where a lot of people started coming in. And we, and we like, we ran out of product because we didn't get a lot because, you know, we didn't have a lot to start off with and i'm like oh shit we gotta go get product so like while he's streaming i'm driving down to the shop i'm going we're live right now we need more product he's like oh really that's awesome you know so the guy he gives me more product and like you know like awesome thank you so much (laughs) i run back and boom put it up on the stream and we keep breaking it man it was fun and i think that was like a big push and i still have people that were there that night that are still in my stream to this day and they go, dude, I remember that stream. That was awesome. Dude, that sounds epic. I love hearing about epic streams. Everybody's got one or a yeah, story everybody, about yeah, one. Everybody has one of them, yeah. And we we have had those streams that are like unexpectedly long. Like I'll start at 7. And normally I try to get off like 11 or 12. But I'm like, we're here at 4 o'clock in the morning. And people are like waking up to go to work. They're like, why are you still on? I go, I don't know. They won't let me go to sleep. We're still breaking. You know, they're like, no, no, let's do more. Let's do more. And it just it just keeps going, man. It's like we just ride the wave sometimes. It's fun, bro. Dennis Schwent, a man of the people, for the people. That's for darn sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
is awesome. Man. Man, well, I I will I, I cannot thank you enough for this. This was awesome. I've I've learned a lot. I've learned more than I thought I would. I mean, this is a lot of fun. I want to I, I want to get in and do one of these breaks one of these times. And yeah, for sure, man. Um, next time you get in, you just let me know what you want in. First breaks on me, and we'll get you in there and and just like give you the experience of pulling something of a team that belongs to you and knowing that it's coming in the mail soon. Yeah, it was super cool. Like I just, I was just some random dude and said, Hey, do you want to be a pod? I, I, I said, Hey, have you ever been on a podcast before? And you're like, no. I was like, would you like to be you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it took a while. That was a while to get, but here we are. And I, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your crazy busy schedule and just talking to me and, Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, I would. I hope a lot of your people check this out. I think a lot of your your regular viewers and there will probably get a kick out of this to kind of. Yeah, I I remember whenever you came in a few times, I would say, "Hey, man, uh, there's a roar and like he's gonna be doing a podcast soon. Like, stay tuned. We gotta come in. You know what I'm saying? So people were like, you know, after you left, they're like, dude, we can't wait till this happens. This is gonna be awesome. Nice. I mean, yeah, that I have. Like I said, I've done a couple other Twitch streamers. And they've come back to me and said that they've gotten a lot of good feedback after they've done it. So I, I hope you get some awesome feedback from here. I, I know I had a good time, man. This was this was awesome. I'll keep checking out your stream. I want everyone out there to catch you. Uh, tell people how the best best ways they can uh, check you out. Um, actually, that was one of the cool things that you missed whenever you went to go pee. I'll do it again though. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so twitch.tv slash Banff Breakers is our main hub. We have all the links to all our websites from there. You can watch us live Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday from seven ish to 11 ish. And, um, uh, we advertise on like, I have a main website, banffbreakers.com and a YouTube page, youtube.com slash C slash Banff Breakers. Those are the three things. And of course, twitter.com slash Banff Breakers is where you can get all the updates for everything we do. Banff Breakers, man. Again, Dennis, thank you so much. Um, uh, I love the hat. I love the cards. This was for you, buddy. This was especially for you. I know. I know. Thanks to Casey, the Royals hat. So, yeah. uh, I want to just thank everybody for watching or listening. Subscribe to my channel. Subscribe to Banff's channel. Yes. Show us the love, everybody. Good night. All right. Appreciate it. Later, man. Later. They're gonna talk, 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 tal